to our Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. John is back at John Tweet Sports on Twitter. Um, uh, longtime friend of the show, John. Thanks for coming back, filling in for Clint this fine Friday. Happy Friday to you, sir. Happy Friday. Uh, thanks for having me back. I, you know, Clint, it's it's uh, very big shoes to fill. It, and, it is. Um, That's a different tune than you were singing yesterday. Uh, when you when well you well well off. well fortunately i wear a size 14 so <laughs> well that's that is wow we're just not going to get in we're not going to get into the semantics of that um uh ladies and gentlemen this is locked on bulldogs podcast thanks for being here uh this is a podcast for fans and by fans and so if you're a georgia fan we think that you've come to the right place if you're a fan of another team and you like Jumping into the comments of a Georgia fan podcast, then I know for a fact you've come to the right place. Florida fans, welcome. Welcome to the comments. Um, we're happy to have you, Alabama fans. You are having the most national championship offseason of any fan base I've ever seen. You are winning this offseason like nobody's business. Absolutely. Uh, congratulations to you. You're doing great. I'm sure next year is your year. I mean, you keep saying that over and over again. We've heard that for what, like 500 days now. Like next year's our year from Alabama well, fans. And yeah. Well, last year was the worst Alabama team in the history of Alabama. The football. history of Alabama football. And now they're going to go from the worst Alabama team in the history of Alabama football to yes. What I'm what I'm hearing is going to be the best Alabama team in the history of Alabama football. And the they're going to do that by losing several key players and oh, yeah. um, returning the same players that made them the worst team in the history of Alabama football. Yeah, they okay. That's great. Yeah, they no, that's they, great. You know, they uh, they they upgraded in wide receiver though. Because they did, they stole, they stole our wide receiver, man. They stole him right out from under. They killed us. Yeah, they killed us right there. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that he's better than Jameson Williams, uh, and and that's. Uh, I think we're I'm, all hearing I'm, that. I'm hearing it's a done deal. So it's um, yeah. Um, geez. look, welcome. Glad that you're here. If you're listening on audio, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We got a great show today. We're talking about G Day because John G Day, it's not tomorrow. That would be awesome if G Day was tomorrow. That'd be fantastic. But G Day is one week from tomorrow. Am I reading the calendar right? It cannot possibly be that soon. It we are we are pushing into April. It's actually you know I, I G Day is crumbing down upon us very very quickly. Yeah, it's and quick. I it's, personally it's coming cannot, quick. I I personally cannot wait. You're gonna be there. Um, uh, I be there. do not. I do not think I'm gonna make it, but um, still holding out hope. But we're we're all gonna be watching. G Day is um, a, a beautiful day if you're a Georgia fan because for several reasons. One, it's football. It's on your TV. It's the red and black. There's there's gonna be pageantry and national championship banners and things like that are gonna be. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. 
But two, it gives you an opportunity to see a lot of these football players. It gives you an opportunity yeah. to see a lot of guys get a lot of reps. Um, and three, maybe the best part about G-Day, a tradition unlike any other, some would say, is listening to people completely blow things out of proportion that they see at G-Day. And so I, can, I personally cannot wait for that. That is the thing that I am most looking forward to about um, G-Day. Okay, so we're going to kind of go quickly through several of these things. And so we'll, we'll kind of ha have, a, have a bit of a list ready. But let's talk about some things that you are really looking forward to seeing on, um, on that Saturday at G-Day. Uh, John, I'll let you go first. And then um, we'll just we'll see where the conversation takes us. Well, so so Kirby Smart has said openly uh, that Georgia is very thin at wide receiver and is as um, as thin as they have ever been in his seven years at Georgia at defensive back. Mm. Okay, I don't know that I believe that to be true. Uh, it, cannot it, possibly could, be true. Could be some Kirby speak. But I, I am excited. I can't even imagine that they're thinner than they were last year this time at defensive no back. No way. So I am excited to see uh, the defensive backs. I'm excited to see uh, Kamari Lassiter. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see guys like Dan Jackson, who we saw a lot of. Um, but uh, that defensive back group, there is a lot of talent there. Um, there's, uh, Kamari Lasseter, there's Nyland Green, there's, um, uh, Keely Ringo, obviously Javon Bullard, like, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of guys in that rotation. So yeah. Yeah. I am excited to see, um, the talent on display and kind of correlate that to some of the comments that, that, uh, Kirby has made. Um, I'm also excited, you know, uh, besides defensive back, like I think the linebacker position is uh, always intriguing. I love, mm -hmm. I love G day because you get to see the linebackers that, you know, at, at all positions, but we'll say linebackers for now, you get to see those guys that are going to be the next up, right? Like you get to see. Absolutely. Nicobe Dean before he was Nicobe Dean. Uh, you, and, and this year you get to see, uh, uh, Jamon Dumont Johnson, you get to see some of these guys out there. So, so I'm pumped to see the uh, specifically for me, the linebacker and the defensive back core um, is going to be very intriguing to watch. Yeah, I um, I look forward I look forward to that as well. A um, lot of young talent at linebacker, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, it's going to be fascinating to see who plays and who plays where. I think there's some intrigue to me about like who plays where, who plays with who there's some, yep. you know, um, and so there's, there's going to be a lot of intrigue there. I got, I got a couple, couple guys, a couple names that I'll give you um, when we come back from break um, that I am, uh, that I, I'm really excited to see uh, curious to hear some names from you as well. But first, Want to let the good people know about Built Bar. Built Bar is, as we've said on this podcast many times over, the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. It is, in fact, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And so maybe you're saying to yourself, I don't like protein bars. Protein bars um, taste like you're eating uh, modeling clay. They don't, they don't taste like anything. They, are, um, they don't come in any good flavors. They all kind of taste chalky. 
Um, they have this weird texture to them. Built Bar gets all of that out. They're soft, they're chewy, they are delicious, and they taste like a candy bar. Wide variety of delicious flavors, caramel, chocolate, fruit, whatever your preference, Built Bar has you covered. And right now, you go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com when you're in the promo code LOCKEDON15. High in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, John, when I think about G-Day and um, I'll, I'll give you my first name and go to the offensive side of the ball. I think the guy most likely to make you say wow at G-Day of every player on the field Ooh. is Oscar Delp. I think Oscar Delp has a, has a chance to have a spectacular day. And I don't know if it's going to translate into very much production this fall because the reason he has a chance to have a spectacular day is he is one of two tight ends on the roster. <laughs> and he he's going to get he's going to play at G Day, that's for sure. He's going to get oh, he's going to need uh, the ice bath after G Day, all right? Um and Kirby's already mentioned they're as thin at wide receiver as they've ever been. He is going to be a favorite target of whichever quarterback is throwing him the ball. And let's be let's just call it what it is, John. Oscar Delp's got a ton of talent. He's got a Absolutely. ton of athleticism. He's not built like your grandfather's tight end. He is much more cut from the, dare I say, Brock Bowers cloth in the sense that he can run away from you. He's a route, he's a precision route runner. He's got a great pair of hands he can do things that typical tight ends can't do <clears throat> and i think you're going to have him going up and over the middle early and often in this game uh and it's going to leave you wondering again with the overreactions to g-day what will this mean come come this fall because maybe you didn't think that ad mitchell last year they, there were no wide receivers healthy i don't know if you recall last season at g day yeah. there were no wide receivers healthy and so ad mitchell just said you know what i'll do i'll catch every pass that stetson bennett throws i will catch every single one of them and that's exactly what he did and and then we all looked at ourselves and said yeah but i mean but john blaylock and um <clears throat> Arian Smith and Kyrus Jackson and Jermaine Burton. And then A.D. Mitchell just said, I'll take all your reps. I'll take them all. Yeah. Alabama's best wide receiver this season. Just lost playing time to A.D. Mitchell last year. So you never know what these G-Day yeah. performances might translate into. But Oscar Delp is a name that I'm very excited about, John. Yeah, I, lo I love that. Um, I think for me um, – I'm not I'm not going to give you a young guy that I'm very excited about. I'm excited about seeing all of them. I think for the reasons that you listed with AD Mitchell, um I felt that same way last year and I was like, "Oh, it's it's just it's G-Day. The kid flashed. Kids flash at G-Day." Um 
I'm interested though to see Kyrus Jackson and Dominic Blaylock mm. the form that they are in. Because these are two guys that um uh were brought in and Kyrus Jackson led Georgia, you know, two seasons ago in receiving. Dominic Blaylock flashed a lot um, you know, when when he when he hasn't been injured. Um, a lot. and I've heard a lot, a lot. And so I'm interested in seeing where those guys are developmentally um at G Day, just to just to see, like, you know, because I think the young guys, I, I I agree. I mean, I think we're gonna have some I think we're gonna have some guys on that side of the ball because of necessity with having to get reps and truly how uh thin we are because because players are banged up. I think you're gonna have some guys flash because it's G Day and you got talented athlete guys on the field, athletic guys on the field. I am interested to see some of those veteran guys where they are in terms of um, the chemistry with the quarterbacks in terms of like how they look coming off the ball and running their routes and, and catching the ball. Um, Cause nothing would make me feel better than to see Kyrus Jackson in 2020 form or Dominic Blaylock uh, in uh, healthy and out there catching balls on G day. Um, so I'm excited to see, see that. Um, and I think if you, you know, I think if you move down, uh, from there, uh, there's a there's a guy named Eric Gilbert um, that has been practicing with the University of Georgia. That is, yeah, all I've heard. I was going to bring his <laughs> name up. I was going to bring his name up. That's yeah. That's... So yeah. So uh, so we can talk about that if you want to dive will, into. Will he will he play? I mean, I think is the first question you're you're at, everyone's asking. G like we don't even know if he's going to be on the field playing. We don't know in G um, but that that is that that is a a potential big deal if he is on the field. But um, maybe just to 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 go back to your to your earlier point because you said something that just that that got the blood flowing here a little bit got the, got the juices going. Um, if I see Don Blaylock out there running around, running by people, making cuts. Hitting, hitting a, a little deep middle action in, in the mm. field. Mm. If I see that, T's and P's to the bank account because I'm cruising over to bet online and I'm put <laughs> and I'm laying down I'm laying down a significant chunk of, of coin on a repeat performance for the Georgia Bulldogs to win the national championship because you you got some known commodities now. They might be thin. Kirby don't, yeah. Kirby is a practice guy. He he needs competition. He needs reps. Whatever. I only need about four healthy wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And you got some proven commodities over there, right? You obviously it starts with the one day Heisman Trophy winner Brock Bowers, and then you go to Ad Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But if you give me healthy peak Don Blaylock and you throw him in the mix as a as a third weapon and then you have the security blanket of Kyrus Jackson that you already mentioned now all of a sudden I've got four guys not even counting Darnell Washington not even counting uh Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint who all, all, many of many of those guys I have I have confidence in 
But I've got four guys that I absolutely love for them to be targeted in these games. And Georgia's got some weapons. If Georgia starts the season, let's just lay it out real real quickly. If Georgia starts mm. the season with Lab McConkey, Karis Jackson, Brock Bowers, uh, Arian Smith, Marcus Rosemi Jackson, Dom Blaylock, all healthy. How do you feel? Darnell Washington. And, and and Darnell Washington. We'll throw him in there. Yes. But how do you feel if you start the season with those guys in a healthy position on the field, running routes, catching balls? I feel fine because I don't play safety for the other team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's why I feel tremendous. Yeah. But if you play safety for, for the University of Oregon, <sighs> sorry about that. Sorry, sorry about that. Um, it's gonna be Oregon's got Bo. Ni- Oregon's got Bo Nick, so it's going to be a shootout. <laughs> I literally, until this moment, had forgotten for about a day and a half that Bo Nix played for Oregon. Thank you so much, John. It's a it's a welcome gift. All right, we're coming back. First, I want to talk to you about the fine folks over at BetOnline.net. I was not speaking hyperbolically. I actually mean that I will take a large sum of money, and I will go to BetOnline.net, your online sportsbook experts, the only sportsbook that Clint and I trust, the official sportsbook partner of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. And I will go to betonline.net because they've got the college football futures. They've got the Heisman props. They've got the um, NBA playoff futures. They've got the NHL, the Stanley Cup stuff. They've got the Masters stuff already up and running. Um, All of this can be found and more at BetOnline. And when you go there right now, enter the promo code LOCKEDON. They give you a bonus on your initial deposit. So that's free money that you have to use to wager – the final four is tomorrow, so no better time than right now to get over there, get your money in, get it right. Um, bet online, your online sportsbook experts, uh, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. Promo code Locked On gets you a bonus on your initial deposit at betonline.net. Next name I'll give you, John, is back on the defensive side of the ball. And he's not a he's a young guy, but he's not a uh freshman. Um, but his name's MJ Sherman. And he's a guy that this season I am really looking forward to seeing what he can do coming off the edge. Obviously, Georgia lost some guys on the edge. Georgia has plenty of returning talent on the defensive line, defensive front. But they did lose some talent coming off the edge. And let's be honest, when Adam Anderson went down or went out, not went down, went off the team in the middle of the year, um, there was a void there even before the season ended um, coming off the edge. Some people thought that that was going to cost Georgia uh, a national championship. It did not. Um, All it did was maybe get um, Trayvon Walker the number one overall pick in the draft because I think that's that's where that shift happened and you began to see Trayvon utilize more and more in the defense. Obviously, all those guys are gone. And so can a guy like MJ Sherman, very talented player, um, uh, will we see him make an impact this G-Day? 
what unit will he be running with? How much play will he get? Um, and can can he make an impact? That's a guy I'm looking at this G-Day because he's a guy that I'm looking at this season and asking myself, can this be the year that he really vaults himself onto the scene? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, you know, for me, I I, I think um, William Poole is a similar – in a similar situation, obviously has been around a lot longer than MJ Sherman. Forever, I'm pretty sure. This is his sixth year. This is sixth yeah. year. Um, something – I'm interested to see, and you you won't be we won't be able to tell this at G Day, but maybe there will be some some hints there. Um, how much of whatever clicked between the SEC championship game and the college football playoff and the national championship game, where you had William Poole out there, uh, you know, playing much better than we've seen him play? I'm interested to see how that translates. Um, now that you have, you know, you're, you're going to have competition with with Tyke Smith. Um, you're going to have, you know, guys uh, out there pushing that role. And I'm just curious. I'm curious to see the if there is a step up that someone like MJ Sherman can make in your example. Someone like William Poole could make in the example that I'm talking about here. Um uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I also, you know, I, I'm very, I mentioned his name earlier, but I'm very excited to see Kamari Lasseter mm. play. I'm excited yeah. to see that kid play ball at the university of Georgia. And I, if on G day, I think he will um, get his opportunity to run with the ones. And I'm really excited to see uh, what he has in the tank. It does not require a master's degree in Kirbanese to know that when Kirby Smart goes out of his way to bring you up and praise you as a true freshman defensive back, yes, you should yes. probably pay attention to that guy's name. Like that's a name that you should probably probably file away. And this yes. might be the year that we uh, see it brought brought to light. I I love all those. I, I, I'll maybe I'll maybe end us with this one because I mean I don't know, John. We've gone. You were on here yesterday. We had a great time. Yeah. yeah. You're back on here today. We talked. We yeah. talked about a lot of players. We should we should just keep this going, Clint. Whatever well, Clint is doing, we're all saying it. We're all thinking it. Uh, it's just, <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, John. Um, <laughs> but, but but by golly, it's we have we've hardly brought up a quarterback's name at all over these last couple of days, John. And so, what if I were to just end with this? Last year at G Day, we did not get the full Brock Vandegrift experience. The the kid gloves were on last year at G-Day. He was brand new out of the shoot. Didn't really, didn't really have the lay of the land yet. And, and last year during the season, obviously, anytime the Brock Vandergriff got in the game, um, we didn't really see very much out of him. Listen, this – go ahead. Brock, Brock, Brock Vandergriff ran the scout team all last year. 
Scout team does yeah. not run the offense that the ones and twos are running in practice for Georgia. That's correct. So when he got in the game, that's what people were seeing, right? Getting some game experience, but it was not the offense that Georgia's running. This, and I think this is where you're going, I'll let you finish your mm-hmm. thought, but Brock has had a season to learn the offense, and you're going to get to see him running the actual offense that the University you, of Georgia That's exactly – and you're going to get to see him throwing to real wideouts. Like, you're going to get to see him throwing to actual scholarship players. And I know you don't get the you don't get the full Brock Vandelay Vandelay Industries experience because you can't hit the quarterback at G Day, so you can't run him. You know he's not going to be doing a lot of. You'll see him use his legs, I'm sure, to scramble around, get outside, throw throw a ball. Um, but you can't hit the quarterback, and so you're not going to get that full experience. But we are going to get to see, I believe, for the first time. Brock Vandergriff really go out there for multiple series in this game and run offense. Like, I'm not talking about multiple plays. I'm talking about multiple series, long stretches of the game. He's going to be out there running offense. You're going to see him checking plays of the line of scrimmage. You're going to see him getting into sets. You're going to see him making different kinds of throws. You're going to see him uh, maybe doing zone read type concepts in the backfield. You're going to see a lot from Brock Vandelay that you haven't seen yet. And no matter where you stand on the quarterback race, that should be exciting to you because this is a very talented kid. He has been, he played a very valuable role, as you mentioned, scout team quarterback last year for the national championship team. I happen to remember another quarterback who used to run the scout team. And his name was Stetson Bennett. And then he became the national championship winning quarterback at the University of Georgia. So You've just named two generational quarterbacks. Two. Brock, Brock Vandalay, Vandergriff Industries, mm-hmm. and Stetson Bennett. That is correct. Um, so I'm excited about that. I've been waiting to see this kid for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know what we'll see out of him this year. I don't know what's going to happen with him and Carson Beck in terms of the backup, the backup job, but I do know that um, I like the potential that this kid brings to the table, and I would love to see some flash here at G Day to give me something to whet the appetite a little bit moving forward. I'm excited to see. And and we'll see what the how the actual rosters shake out, but if if history uh, tells the tale, you're going to get to see Brock Vandegrift and Dejon Edwards on the same field together. Uh, who is another? Now, one. Let me you t- talk about you talk about potential. We haven't even mentioned his name. Let me tell you, you just be now now. I told you that Dom Blaylock out there running crisp, clean routes was gonna get was gonna get the juices going. But you give me Brock Vandelay, Vandelay Industries, who we all know exports touchdowns, imports wins. You give me that kid running a zone read concept in the backfield with Dejan Edwards, mm. and I may I may fall out right there in the middle of G Day. I may just hit the floor. 
say, Lord, take me now because I've seen everything that I need to see. That, that is a very – that's another kid that, yeah, you, you just said it. Kendall Milton, you should be talking about him. You should be. You should be talking about Kendall Milton. Kenny McIntosh, we know who this kid is. Best hands on the team, Kenny McIntosh. But don't you dare sleep on Dejan Edwards this year because that kid that kid has got Brian Harrion written all over him. And Brian Harrion is another kid. You just could not keep him off the field because he was tougher and meaner and worked harder than everybody else. And that is who Dejan Edwards reminds me of. All right. John, thanks for being here. Excited to have you on the show these last couple of days. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Final Four. Um, enjoy the last NCAA tournament before Georgia begins to make it again each and every year uh, on the Mike White experience. So enjoy these last couple of games uh, of college basketball, and we will be back on Monday talking all things Georgia football. Um, uh, this is the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll see you next week. See ya.